This episode of Bushwick's Breakaway is brought to you by our iTunes reviews. Gentlemen, ladies, children, grandpas, we are at 64 reviews. We need five more. Five more. Who's going to be? I'm going to read every single one next week. Thank you for listening. Let's get this started. Hey, Bushwick Breakaway fans, welcome to another week of the Bushwick Breakaway. I am your host, the most, Ryan Mead, my co-host, my lover, wait, my partner, <laughs> Greg Kaplan. Greg, say hello. Yeah, I uh, I made a mistake. I should have peed before we started. You definitely should have. That's on you. You have a nice yeah. You have a nice 30 minutes before we get to the Hefe. I... Jeffy interview, we bring our good friend Jeff on to talk a little bit of Devils, the hell of the Metro. He asks a really obscene question that's not suitable for work, so get ready for that. And, uh, and... And yeah, so what were you going to say, Greg? Sorry, I cut you off. Well, no, I'm just saying, uh, I, I mean, I don't, I, I, the thousands of people that listen to us, or I'm sorry, the hundreds, or I'm sorry, the, the dozens of I'm, people, I'm, no, sorry, I'm sorry, the five of you I'm listening sorry, to us the right millions now. of people who listen to Bullshit Breakaway. <laughs> um, no, I, I'm doing, uh, I'm being more aware of how much I weigh these days, oh, hey. which means I'm drinking a ton of water. Water guys. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm basically a pregnant woman. I'm going every 30 minutes. It's unbelievable. <laughs> it is a lot. I, I'm a big hydrate guy, but we'll get into the note today. Rangers, my friend. Mm. The New York Rangers. Let's do a quick game recap, if you don't mind. Sure, go uh, for it. I'm Hit sh- me. I'm sure you don't. Let's talk about the first game, which we have, which was last week, which is the Dallas Stars game. We were recording during it, actually. Pavlik, uh, I would say, and I know you're going to flame me, had a very good game. Uh, I'm not going to flame you. You, you, said, you said what he did. The Rangers didn't deserve a point in that game, and they got one all because of Andres Pavlin. And Rick Nash. Two guys I've been a little tough on. I think that's yeah, fair yeah, to say. I would say so. I've been a little tough on both of them. And Rick Nash and, has really been shoving it in my face this week, by the way. Yeah, both times unjustly. Pavlik's been shoving it in your face. I mean, we're going to talk about that in a second. He's going to play more. I, I tuned into this game, and I believe the Rangers had eight shots, and the Dallas Stars had, like, 30. It was a slaughter. And somehow, it was the worst game of the year. If you want, if you want a one sentence summary of that hockey game, it's the worst game the Rangers have played this year. Okay, here's uh, my other take from this game that I want to get out of the way because we like to do quick game recaps and then get all our takes out. Uh, okay, we so we put Matt Zuccarello out in the shootout first. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Every time yeah. Matt Zuccarello is in a shootout, he seems to score. I know that's not true, but he has that very slow move where he comes up and then does some quick shot, and it works. I don't know why it works, but it does. Then they send out and score. Uh, they sell a- a- Alexander Radulov comes out. He scores. Then all of a sudden, off the bench, comes our first line center at the time, David Deherney. And I'm like, what? Why is Deherney taking the shootout? I just we we have Rick Nash, right? We have we, we we've ha- talked we've talked about this before. It's one of those weird things where if you look at the overall sample, David Deherney good in shootouts. But if you break that down into how has David DeHarnay been the last two years in shootouts? Pretty fucking putrid. But I, I don't think it takes much for AV to – it's AV. We, we had the same gripe earlier this year where DeHarnay was the third guy to go for the Rangers where they absolutely needed a goal to keep the shootout alive, and he got stonewalled. AV has clearly not learned, and here we are. At the same time, it's hard – like, yeah, I'm upset that DeHarnay took a shot in that. But, again, the Rangers didn't even deserve a point in that game. The fact that they came away with a point – is all because of Pavlik. Absolutely. He played out of his mind. And maybe this... Uh, and I... All right. I'll eat some crow. He's been really good. He beat the Penguins. He got us a point in the Stars game. Maybe Benoit Allaire has finally started to work his magic, which he continues to do with our backup goalies, even though I still have a bad feeling about Pavlik. Or maybe Pavlik was in a shit situation last year, and he's not that bad that he was last year. Ever think of that? No, I didn't. Maybe he's just in a, maybe he's just in a better situation now. Is it a better situation when your defense is letting up 35 shots against you in the first period? It, it As bad as the Rangers' defense is, it could be a better situation than he was in last year. Oh, okay. Um, let's move on to the second game, the Ottawa game. Is there ever a fun time watching a Ranger game versus the Ottawa Senators? Can't think of one. No, right? It's never been fun. And I'm not happy that you guys are losing or probably going to lose your generational defenseman. And that sucks. But it'll be much better playing against you in the future when he's not there. Because I don't think it will be. I think their Rangers will always suck against the Senators. I just don't understand. Is it their style of play? They're so boring to play against. They're so frustrating. And I, I, I guess it works for them, even though they're not, they play well against us, but not apparently everyone else. I, I do think part of it is their style of play. When you play the trap, it's just it, it's hard to watch. But 
it's effective. You can't say it isn't effective in small doses. It is. I I mean, we listen. They beat us in the playoffs last year, right? And yeah. with whatever. At they the did. same time, it, it it has not been. I will quickly retort my own point by saying it has not been effective at all for the Senators this year. They've been dog shit. They had lost like 12 of 13 going into that game. Rangers should have never lost that game. And they are also they probably going to trade most everyone. Whatever whatever, uh, whatever isn't held down by nails. And then they'll they'll rip up the nails and trade those too. Uh, that's not fun. Michael Grabner, another goal in this game. And along with Pavel Buchnevich. Uh Pavel, the Pavel Kreider connection seems to also stay intact for there. Uh, and I'm excited to have Mika back. We'll talk about that in a minute. Michael Grabner continues to be an anomaly. Uh, and his value is at an all-time high. Once again, that and bring, the Rangers aren't going to trade him. They are not. We're going to bring him over to then we go to the Kings game where uh, Chris Kreider uh, takes his hog out and scores the first goal. And then suddenly the Rangers offense kind of comes to life again. Kevin Hayes scores a nice breakaway goal. Rick Nash puts the nail in the coffin again, making me eat, eat crow. Marion Gabrick was the old Marion Gabrick. Sorry, nailed that name was the only really effective king in this game. He's he was the person that created both goals for the Kings. The Kings are a tough team to beat, guys. They're not they're not a run over. They're they were first in their division right now and that's a good solid win on a, on a, a start of a back-to-back. Yeah, and as bad as the Rangers looked against the Stars and the Senators, it it you can't say they didn't look good against the Kings. They looked very good and they deserve to win that game. Absolutely. Uh quick question from this game. You know, there's been a, we've had a lot of empty netters this year. Am I wrong in saying that? JT, I don't think it's. I don't think it's been a lot. I think it's been the Rangers have found themselves up by small margins late in games more times than not this year. Do you feel like the empty netters really kind of sort of in, like inflate some certain player stats and maybe think you're like, like JT Miller got an empty netter here uh, and like it inflates his stats? You're like, well, that is that really a real goal? It, does it still counts, right? Like maybe like you're looking at. Grabner, for example, who has like six empty netter goals this year, it kind of inflates and makes him look like a better player than he actually is if you're just looking at the basic stats. Yeah, but I think – are you saying you're not a smart enough fan to do a little digging? And I definitely go, am. Get, go a little bit below the numbers? No, I kind of am, I guess. I am not a smart enough fan. Um, but yeah, Grabner has I, – I just – I think there, there should be another category for that maybe in NHL.com. I'm just complaining. Whatever. Who cares? Let's go over to the Boston game, which is the back-to-back, and this is where we have to start complaining. Even though we won this game, uh, Henrik Lundqvist started the back-to-back – on a time he really didn't need to, Greg. If, uh, second, second time in two weeks he started back-to-back. We won, and I'm very happy about that. Let's get that out of the way. Uh, but again, not a deserved win. Rangers should have lost the shit out of that game. They got manhandled by the Bruins. It was manhandled. not pretty. Absolutely. Just, the first period, did, did the Rangers have a shot on goal? Did the Rangers have a meaningful um, forecheck in the Boston Bruins zone? I don't think so. It was embarrassing how bad the Rangers played to begin that game. And the Michael Grabner goal was pure magic and a total coincidence. It hit off the backboard of the glass and it hit off Tukarest back. That was it. Yeah. Michael Grabner scored a goal without registering a shot on net. (laughs) Pretty impressive. That's why I'm saying Michael Grabner continues this magical season because it literally is that. No, the the Rangers got – so when you look at it at the end of the week, the Rangers played four games and they got five points. Three of those points they did not deserve. That's true. They des- they deserved to get blown out by the Bruins. They should have gotten blown out by the Stars. And they played so poorly against the Senators that that loss is very much earned. They deserve to beat the Kings. But th- the fact that the Rangers come away from a four-game week with five points, goddamn miracle. It is. And we talk about this later with Jeff. But in the Metro, you can't – like if we had – if we end up losing those, those games in overtime – like we're we're in a worse place right now. You can't afford to lose any games. I know we we kind of made fun of the quote unquote big game deal, but it kind of feels that way in a tough metro where we we have to put our best foot forward every night. We can't mail anything in. No, well let's start on that. We got like four things we need to talk about, and the, it, it was supposed to be three, but now that you brought up the big game point, I want to talk about the big game point. Okay. The thirty fifth game of the year cannot be a big game because if the thirty fifth game of the year is going to be a big game, then where do you draw the line? Where's the line? It is the second game of the year is just as important. It's one of the I, – I hate this argument. Well, two points, Greg, in December is just as important as two points in March and April. Yeah, no fucking shit. But if we're going to pl- start playing that rule, every game's important. Every game – if you're going to say that two points in December are just as good as two points in March, that means every game is equal in importance. And if we're going to say that every game is equal in importance, then – the Rangers resting Henrik Lundqvist for a game is no more – it's no more important or less important than if you do it 
any other game of the year. doesn't matter who you're playing. Two points against the Bruins count just as much as two points against the Canucks. That's true. But we're, we're not going to call a Canuck game a big game because they play in the Western Conference? And they suck? It doesn't make any sense. It's, it's the most flawed argument that I've heard in a very long time. Elaine Vigneault is saying that Hank has to play a back-to-back twice in a one-week stretch because the games were quote-unquote big games. If those games are big games, then never, never, never take Hank out. It's that simple. If you can't justify resting Hank on a back-to-back, play him 82 games a year. After Pavlik, by the way, showed that he could be a competent backup. Now you can trust the guy. Everyone but you, apparently. I don't trust him. The second... Then the, the next argument is, and this will delve into our next point. Well, Henrik Lundqvist is 8-0 uh, in his second game of back-to-backs in his last eight games. That's great. Uh, if I play Russian roulette eight times in a row and I don't blow my brains out, that doesn't mean I should play it again a ninth time. But you would because you're AV. Yeah, exactly. It's, I, I hate that argument. Yeah, Henrik Lundqvist is great on the second night of back-to-backs. You still should have played him in back to back. He's thirty five years uh, old. Uh, yeah, Hank's a legend. You think? Yeah, Hank's pretty great. Period. <laughs> the end. He's congratulations. He's won his last eight games when he's played two days in a row. Yeah, that doesn't mean you should keep doing it. Wow, you have he's one going of the, to break down. You have one of the top ten goalies of all time. Wow, how does he do it? Like, uh, it's he's, simple. He's a goddamn legend. He's going to break down, and if Henrik Lundqvist breaks down, pack it up, boys. It's season's over. over. Yeah, the Metro's too strong. I'm jokingly, and I can't say this enough, it was a fucking joke when I went on Twitter and said when the Rangers lost to the Senators that Mika Zibanejad locked up MVP honors. Kidding, guys. It was the 30th or 30 – it was somewhere in the 30s game of the season. If you're making big claims about MVP, it said tongue-in-cheek. And if you need me to explain tongue-in-cheek, I'll throw a fucking book at your face. Anyway (laughs) – Henrik Lundqvist is, without question, the most important Ranger, not just this year, but any year. And if you lose Henrik Lundqvist for any extended period of time, the Rangers are so screwed that it almost doesn't even make sense to show up some nights. It doesn't. Because as great as Pavlik was against the Stars, and I think Pavlik is a perfectly fine backup goalie, Eh. which has been my claim since Eh. the summertime. Eh, Not so much. I don't want Pavlik starting six games in a row. I just want Hank to get a fucking break. I don't know why it's so hard. I'm happy we won. Of course I am. Matt Zuccarello scores the OT goal with his patented freeze wrist shot kind of hesitation. And fuck, I love Zook. He's the best, man. There's, he's, I love everything about him. That Kreider hug at the end when he picks him up, my, my heart, it melts. Yeah, I want to know what that kind of love is at some point in my life. I want to know what love is. I don't know where that came from. But uh, just listen, we caught fire fire we caught magic in a bottle when Talbot started for us and was maybe one of the best goaltenders for that stretch in the NHL that's not going to happen again guys we need to keep Hank healthy for this entire season if we want a chance Hank knows he has two chances left right I think he knows I think he knows he has this year and next year and that's probably his window we've been saying that for two years we've been on the air on the air on the download on the podcast on the feed my friend there are incredibly easy times for you to identify on a schedule when you can play Pavlik. Uh, One time is on the tail end of a back-to-back. Another time is when your opponent is on the tail end of a back-to-back. So, for example, just know your schedule. If you want Hank in goal against an Eastern Conference opponent, play Pavlik against the Kings. Or, if you... When Hank starts in goal Tuesday night, which is probably when you're listening to this podcast, you've probably already read my Twitter rant about how Pavlik... This is a layup game for him to start. It's against a Western Conference opponent. The Ducks will be on the second night of a back-to-back. They'll be coming off a game against the Devils. Perfect time to put Pavlik in goal and keep Hank rested for the game against the Devils. It is perfect. Could not be set up better for the Rangers. And I I would bet an unknown amount of money that Henrik is starting in goal on I, Tuesday. I, we have no information on that, and I, I kind of agree with you. I was going to say, let's go through the schedule really quick for this week. You know, we have the Ducks... Uh, tonight, when you guys are listening to this, probably, if you download it on Tuesday, followed by the Rangers-Devils game at the Prudential Center on Thursday. Greg will be there with our friend Hefe, who is coming up as a guest. And then I will be at the Maple Leafs-Ranger games at MSG on Saturday in a Santa costume. If you want to take pictures with me, look for the guy in the Santa costume. Uh, and I think Hank probably starts all three of these games. Probably. <sighs> 
the game that makes perfect sense for Pavlik to start is easily Tuesday. Easily. It, it Ducks are on the second of a back-to-back. You just you played. <laughs> you had six games in nine days. You played Hank five times. So you got you to gotta get Pavlik. Uh, the, the best is AV before that stretch started. He's like, well, we got to get Pavlik in two of these games. He played him once. Yeah. And I bet you it was reluctantly that he played him the one time. How much influence do you think Hank has on if he plays or not? Do you think Hank goes to, uh, goes to AV? It's like, I'm playing. I feel good. I, I don't know. I, I mean, it would be irresponsible of me to put words in Henrik Lundqvist's mouth. It would, but that's but what I we're here to you, do. I, w- I would bet anything that every time Elaine Vigneault goes up to Hank and says, Hank, how you feeling? Hank's not going to say he's, he could use a break. Yeah, why would he? That's he's true. not he's not that kind of athlete. No. That's why it is dumb for coaches to let players dictate when and how they play. A coach is there to manage a team. So manage your team. Don't let your if, if you're going to let the players manage themselves, just get rid of fucking AV. All right, well, we'd be better off if Henrik was just the man, the coach anyway. God damn, I just remembered something. I didn't work on my AV impression not once, even though Kurt reminded me. I hate myself. All right, let's talk about management. How about that? What's sure. this is our weekly AV rant. You guys ready? Okay. Oh, I hope they're ready. But this entire podcast is a weekly AV rant. It, it's literally pretty much the Bluetooth Breakaway, a weekly AV rant. Uh, <laughs> Followed Bo- by nonsense. Boo Nieves is a seventh defenseman? Question mark? Well, no. So anytime a healthy player skates in practice, they put him as the yes, seventh Yes, I'm defenseman. aware of that. Okay. I, I didn't know with you sometimes. Okay. You say some pretty outlandish stuff on this podcast. Um, but before we go into Boo, let's talk about people accuse us of not being overly positive on this podcast. I am glad that Mika Zibanejad is back. Oh. As, I mean, as much as I love Butch and Kreider by themselves, they sorely missed Mika Zibanejad. I don't think this is a hot take. <laughs> like, oh, oh, yeah, I'm super excited our 1C is back. And hopefully he's okay and recovered from the concussion symptoms that could linger. Uh, it on- is. The Rangers are an I, – I, I, again – it was half joking when I made the Mika Zibanejad as the Rangers team MVP, but I, there is no, I don't think there is a more important forward on this Rangers team than Mika Zibanejad. How about this? We take David DeHarnay, who was a top line center with Zibanejad out, and we put him right to the fourth line immediately, and we take maybe one of our most solid players, Nieves, and take him out of the lineup. I just am very confused. Doesn't make any sense. Um, there are coherent. And logical arguments you can make for um, David DeHarnay to remain in this lineup over Paul Carey and even Jimmy Vesey, who yeah. just hasn't looked good I, yeah. in the last week of play. Actually, can we talk about yeah. Jimmy Vesey real quick? Sure. I think maybe, you know, we we fell to the – I maybe not us, but a lot of Rangers fans in general – fell to the media hype of Jimmy Vesey would be something more than he is. I think he's turned out even less than what I've sort of expected him to be. Uh, it seems like he is sort of a fourth-line player. And maybe that's because the way we have used him. But he's never developed into maybe, you know, some people thought he was a top-six winger. He's not really even that. I don't see, like, he could probably use some time off right now. And I could put DeHarnay on the wing with Bunevis in the center. I, I I know they don't want to sit him because he's kind of was a crown jewel of a college prospect. Maybe that's part of it. Or maybe it's because he got his teeth knocked out for this team. I can't, I don't know why. For me right now, he'd be the guy I'd sit even over Paul Carey, which is crazy. Yeah, I I would prefer to keep VC in the lineup just because again the upside is always there with him and Paul Carey. We just we just know what it is. But you're right. I, I you could make a very logical and coherent argument to say that right now Paul Carey is more suited and better fit to play on the fourth line over Jimmy VC. It he's he's been he's been more consistent. That's for sure. The peaks and valleys with Jimmy Vc this season have been nauseating. Um, it, it hasn't been a great year for him. And outside of that first like three, four-week stretch last year, this has kind of been Jimmy Vc. He, he's been this. It's, it's one of those weird things where I know Vc doesn't want to go to the AHL, but if any guy could use just a six-week sabbatical to get his game right in Hartford – Jimmy VC. I actually don't hate that idea. It's weird that I don't hate it. I'm like, wow. it's never, it's never gonna happen. It'll yet. never happen. But I, I don't hate it. Like, send him down, play him on the first line when Heedle gets back. Just get him, get his game right. Have Heedle have a nice playing partner. Just I, that seems like it would be a nice development time for VC. It'll never ever happen. But, it, but it'll never happen. Um, and to to circle back to the point, it's not. I, I personally would scratch David DeHarnay. Um, I have said on this podcast that I don't think it's his fault, and I still. 100% maintain that point. I think DeHarnay has been 
criminally misused by Elaine Vino this season. And I think it's a little unfair to expect him to do things that honestly should not have been the expectation for him when the Rangers signed him. I think it's crazy unfair to put him at 1C. Like that's that is the guy who almost didn't make it in the league last year. You're gonna put Drew, him- Drew and I had a long argument about DeHarnay being at the 1C even for one game. And my argument was there's no such thing as just one game. I knew DeHarnay was sitting there as long as Zibanejad was out. And we got what we got, which was a really disjointed line. And then AV finally makes some adjustments with his center depth. And for whatever reason, he didn't touch DeHarnay. He moves, he moves Hayes away from Nash, which was a perfect pairing. He moved Miller away from Zuccarello, which was a perfect pairing. And David DeHarnay sat his ass on that top line. And quite honestly, they just haven't looked the same without – they were never going to look the same without Mika Zibanejad, but they looked ineffective. I agree. And that's mostly, in my mind, DeHarnay. Anyway. And yet this team continues to perform in a really tough Metro. We, uh, we've, we've been complaining without even addressing Boo Nieves, so I want to address okay. that perfectly. Yep. Nieves has been perfect as the Rangers' fourth-line center. He's been a revelation, and it is really weird to get this worked up and angry about someone playing fourth-line minutes for a hockey team that, as you said, has been wildly successful for the most part over the last six weeks. But the fact that A.V. looks at everything that has happened – to the Rangers since the Mika Zibanejad injury and decides that Boone Evans is the guy that should take a seat when Zibanejad comes back is just another example that this guy has no fucking clue. Zero. He doesn't have a clue. What is going on? What What is he missing? Boo, is, Boo has been a force on zone exits and zone entries as a fourth-line center. And you could make the case, if anything, when the Rangers shuffled their centers, Nieves could have deserved the look between Buchnevich and Kreider. He's been that effective and good. I wouldn't have hated he, it. Why not try it for a game or two? You know what? We don't know. Why not? We don't know what Bunievis is. Like, yeah, we kind of know that he's uh, a fourth line center, could play at three, but I'd rather try him there than Darnay. And you know what? If you even want to, the Rangers center depth is clearly their, I mean, it's not their biggest flaw. The defense is a whole fucking. Yeah, let's, we haven't even talked about it, that. It's, it's a mess. It's and a, mess. a half. Yeah. But yeah. I, I don't know how you if, – if you want to keep David DeHarnay at center, I still don't know how you take Bunievis out of the lineup completely and not put him on a wing over Carrier VC. Bunievis, in my mind, has been firmly one of the Rangers' top 10 forwards, which means that there's always a spot for him in the lineup. And, I, again, this isn't me trying to say Bunievis is a 20-goal scorer, a 45-point player. It's not. Bunievis is just really good at what he does. And the Rangers don't have enough players in this lineup that are simply really good at what they do. And it might be really good for 10 to 12 minutes a night, but that's 10 or 12 minutes a night you don't have to worry about them. And the fact that Elaine Vigneault is he's just watching a different game. We're not watching the same game. We're not evaluating the same sport. We're having two different – he's talking in French, I'm talking in English. And we're just not – he's not on the same page with anything the Rangers should be doing. And this is why we rant about him every week, because it's just illogical. I, I wish it was just like a personal vendetta I had against him. I would love to love Elaine Vigneault. Yeah, I miss it. I miss, just, I miss the times I used to like him. He's, he's, it's just illogical. And it's a, it's a constant, inexplainable roster decision. This isn't the first thing that we've said is illogical about Elaine Vigneault this year. Off the top of my head, there's Hank's usage. There's Boo. Um, there's DeHarnay playing on the first line center. Stephen Camper. Uh, Stephen fucking Camper. Nick Holden playing top defensive minutes with Ryan McDonough. Brandon Smith being scratched uh, night after night after signing a big contract as a free agent. Anthony D'Angelo um, getting demoted to Hartford. Philip Hedo playing a total of seven minutes in the two games the Rangers played him this year. Yeah, that's, that's eight that's right there. That's yeah. eight. We just named him. It's December. That was easy. Fucking by 8th the way, for nineteenth. So I don't even know what date it is. Yeah, it's the eighteenth. But incredible. Yeah, incredible. I, just, I, I have no words for Mister Av, Mister Elaine Vigno. What do I even do with you, my friend? I would love. You know what? Open invite, Vigno. Come on this podcast. Defend yourself. Call me a fucking. Call me a twat. I won't even yell at you. Just defend yourself. Just like w- explain your shit and explain it better than the game. Like say something. Listen, I just think he would say to you, if I'm him, I like these are the players I trust. I see these guys more than anyone. I know what they're like in practice. These are my guys. I went with my gut. That's it. I think that's what I'd say to you. I, I, would, I would rip him apart for saying that. 
your your gut doesn't win fucking hockey games. But suddenly, it's you know, I don't want to play devil's advocate here. Hey, nice, oh, hey, oh, nice plug wow. for Jeffy. Nice job, Incredible. Ryan. Natural. Um, the Rangers are good. <laughs> I mean, they're they're competitive. Are they though? Yes, they're competitive. I I I'd, I'd stop short of saying they're good. If the Rangers make the. Let me put it this way. With as many teams that are better than the Rangers that are going to make the playoffs this year, I don't have much faith in the Rangers doing more outside of the first round. Yeah. This, team, this team, as it stands right now, with the coach that they have, it, it smells like a first-round exit. It doesn't smell that way. But I'm going to stay optimistic, and I say second, Greg. There's where I am. A second-round exit. A classic Rangers second-round exit. You, you got me. Yeah. All right. Um, anything else we want to touch on for the Rangers? Well, we touched Boo, we touched Mika, we touched Hank, and we ranted about AV. So yeah, I think we phrasing. checked all the boxes. Phrasing, phrasing, phrasing. Um, let's go over to our good friend, uh, Hefe Jeff, Jeff Bolinski, who uh, is our local Devils fan, been on the podcast for a while. Guys, before we go over to Jeff, I want to mention one more time, five podcast reviews away from 69 reviews. Five on iTunes. Get out there. Five of you. That's all I'm asking. There's five of you left. I know, that, I know you could do it. Just leave a uh, – listen – the next five, I'll, I'll pick a good one out of them, and I'll read it on air. I'll say your name. Wow, cool no, guy. Read, read, all, read all five. Yeah, I'll read all five. Okay. Read all there. five. They're five. If, if if we're saying five is a small number, yeah. read all five. I'll, I'll read all five, and I'll react. doesn't matter. Unless it's in Japanese, like two of you people have posted. Jorge, yeah, Google Translate, bro. I can't, you can't even copy it. If the iTunes doesn't allow you to copy the reviews. Otherwise, I would translate. Yeah, you you got to find a way. Right, I got to find a way. Don't do that. I know you're all going to type in Japanese. Please don't. Uh, the five, five reviews, please. 69. We're almost there. And then once it happens, we have a bunch of announcements for Patreon. We're going to change a bunch of stuff. It's going to be fun. Uh, let's move over to, to Hefe. Jeffy. Heavy. Ooh. And then uh, we asked an inappropriate question at some point. It's probably going to offend you. Maybe not. Who cares? I don't know. Bye-bye. Transition. Transition. And we're back with our first and only guest today, our dear friend, Hefe. Jeffy, what's up, Jeff? How's it going, guys? Well, I'm so excited to be the only guest. Yeah, welcome back. You know, it's a great honor when you're an exclusive guest on Blue Shirts Breakaway. Only most guests have done it. So this is your an exclusive club. I mean, there's so many people I want to thank. Yeah, uh, do you want to thank God first, John Skipper, uh, Roger Goodell, Oof. anyone else? Oof. <laughs> Oof. Uh, Gregory Kaplan. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. Without how, him, I, I wouldn't be where oh, I am Oh, that's true. Today. Thank Greg, too. These are all people in the same category, right? Because <laughs> we all have substance. Pretty evil, even even levels for me. <laughs> um, I, we brought you on today to talk about sort of your favorite team, the Devils, and the hell that is the Metro. What the fuck is happening? It's terrible, right? Yeah, it's not great. So I, I send Greg a screenshot of the standings pretty much once a week now. Uh, I, w- just... I was going to say I was going to say every day. I feel like I get it from you every day. <laughs> I, it's anytime I notice that the Metro. All three, you know, teams that get in plus the two wild cards plus the next three teams after it are all Metro teams in the Eastern Conference. It's just absolutely ridiculous. It's pretty much the Metropolitan. All the, every single team is in contention, and then the Lightning and the Leafs. That's the whole East. That's the entire East. Yeah, and when the Bruins finally catch up to the number of games as everybody else, they might have a decent point point number as well. How are they only at thirty games? <laughs> What is the fucking scheduling problem? It's it's been all season like this. But actually, while we're talking about the Metro being ridiculous, it's also to note that the Central Division is also absolutely insane. And they have even higher point totals. It's just not every team one through eight, or I guess Yeah, they're one through eight now, or is the Pacific one through eight? <laughs> the, I don't know. The Predators and the Blues be well, the Predators being at forty six points in thirty two games is actually ridiculous. Because the Blues are at of forty six at thirty five. It's it's absolutely not, but the Metro is just as bad, and Stacked. it's probably more of a crapshoot with the Metro than it is with the Central. I would say, absolutely, yeah, because the Rangers are four points out of first place, and I think four points out of last place too. <laughs> we are, yeah, that's true. At, at the time of this recording, six forty-five on a Monday, we are four points either way. So, guys, we could be out of the playoffs or we're in the playoffs. I don't know if our team's good or not. Pretty sure we're good, but I can't tell. I don't think we're that good. Uh, anyway, okay. Speaking speaking of teams that I don't think that are that good, uh, the hey, New Jeff. Jersey Devils. <laughs> Ouch! Yeah, Ouch. no. I, I've uh, the last couple of weeks, and not just on this podcast, on other podcasts we've been on. Ooh, um, I've I've been saying if there's going to be a team currently in the top three in the Metropolitan Division that will not finish anywhere near that ranking, I, I just I think the Devils have too many holes. Convince convince me otherwise. All right, I will say that I don't think your statement is that outlandish. <laughs> I would probably I would probably agree that the Devils have the highest variance in outcomes as far as the season can go. 
Um, whether or not they're a legitimate contender for a playoff spot and, you know, possibly one of those top three in the in the Metro, I think it's really up to the team and how they're going to play. But if you're going by, like, team history and, you know, pedigree of players and coaches, et cetera, um, you're obviously going to lead more towards the other teams. And even the Penguins, you know, to probably be one of those teams that will jump into there. But I, I believe in them. I, we've been hurt the last few weeks, and we probably played some of our worst hockey, and we're still getting points. Um, it's really just whether or not the team could step up when they need to. And I've I've been with you since opening night that I thought the Devils were going to be better this year than people were going to give them credit for. I think the rebuild was ahead of what many people were saying. It was this was a very interesting team, and so far it seems like almost everything has gone right. It just it, the team's still very young. You can see the warts a little bit more clearly now than you could six weeks ago. It just – this team is much better than I thought they would be this year, and I, I had high – expect well, not high expectations for them. I thought they were going to be like an 85-point team, which compared to the good. year before is a big jump. Yeah, that's pretty good. I, yeah, I, did, I, I, I did not expect you guys to have 41 points through your first, like, 35 games. And I don't, I don't think you would find many Devils fans that actually, like – would have put money down on that same outcome as well. I think it's been a very pleasant surprise to the the Devils fan base as a whole. I mean, the the combination of rookies that have been performing for them, Jesper Bratt, Will Butcher, uh, Nico Heischer, and then even Blake Coleman is like a very like significant piece of this team. And he's actually on the second line with Zajac and Gibbons now, which, I mean, you'll probably laugh and be like, oh, that's not even a real second line. But that's our second line, and they've been performing – like, out of their minds. But the problem, like, that I, I feel as a fan for this team is, like, I'm worried about how much hope they're giving me. And it's not that I don't believe Ooh. in them or I, you know, you know, revolutions are built on hope. Oh, <laughs> huh. interesting. A, a new hope, really. Maybe. Nice. Um, I start with reference. And it's not, but it's, it's like now I feel like this team should make the playoffs after a certain point in the season. It's not going to be no longer, um, you know, oh, this is great, we should just be happy with what we're getting, and even if they miss the playoffs, you know, whatever, we had fun along the way, and the team is showing signs of growing for the future, it's going to be more of a disappointment rather than a surprise if we do, you know, end up missing out on the playoffs. I will say, though, I think the thing that will maybe lessen the blow if it does happen is just how much of a fucking monster the Metro is. The Devils could have a 95-point season and not make the playoffs in this division. I mean, it's it, you lose like three games in a row, and all of a sudden you're in last place. It's there's there's no there's no wiggle room there, and you know the season is still young, and barely any Metro teams have played each other. A majority, if not like seventy five percent of you know the Metro's interdivisional play is still yet to be had. If not for nothing, it makes for the some really fucking interesting hockey coming up. I'm in I'm in a cursing mood today. I've said fuck like four times already. Pretty pretty exclusive. Uh, even the Capitals right now are eight and two in the last ten, and they're in the lead by two points. And they have a game on. They they played 34 games, where the rest of us have all played 33 for the most part, except for the Penguins. So, like you said, we could be in a losing streak. Either of us, the Devils or the Rangers, in the next week, and we'll be in last place. A little bit. What the hell is happening? Do we sell? Uh, that's going to be a, a point coming up for the Rangers if we sell or not, especially with Michael Grabner's value being back to where he was last year, uh, a piece yeah, we could definitely I, trade off. Ryan, they're not selling. We, ha- I feel like we have this conversation. We we've do. been doing this podcast two-plus years. We've had this conversation each year. Th- this management doesn't sell. It does not. They don't sell. They didn't sell. They had a perfect opportunity to sell Yandel. They didn't do it. When they should have sold Yandel, they added pieces in Eric Stahl. They could have sold Grabner last year. Uh, they're not going to sell Nash this year. They're not going to sell. It's the Rangers. They they want to make the playoffs. You know what you guys should do? You should get one of these Ray Shiro's that they've been giving around to. The, the, Ra- the Ray Shiro guy who somehow trades older pieces for young talent? It's it's unbelievable. How does he He's how did he pull great. that Henrik trade off? Uh probably by Tanya Harding a bunch of Anaheim players so that they had nobody <laughs> to put on the ice. That was literally it. He was like, How about I take one of your best young defensemen and you take a center that's been on this team forever? What was your yeah, reaction? One of the that, best, the but not not the best. Uh, by the way, I'm happy with the Vatnin trade so far, even though he has. Yeah, no. let, let's talk about that. We haven't talked to you on the podcast since the Vatnin for Henrik trade. That that's a like whatever you feel about Adam Henrik, it's a big fucking trade. I, I I feel a lot of a lot of things about Adam Henrik, and I think it's a trade that also got you know the rest of the league talking as well. And the reaction was overall this is a pretty decent trade for both teams. 
And, you know, everybody got what they needed. They got more depth at the forward when they, you know, don't have players to really ice right now. They had plenty of defensemen. Oh, my dog's in the park, I guess. Sorry. That's no worries. Uh, the Devils are very short on defensemen, especially depth-wise. Um, and, you know, I think that it's showing as long as he keeps getting, you know, time with the team. The first few games were a little iffy um, in terms of his, you know, ability to play with the rest of the players that have already been there. Um, I guess chemistry would be a word for that that I'm trying to think of. Um, but now that he's gotten a few more practices under his belt, it's really – you know, starting to shake out really well for the defensive side. And I'm I'm ha- really happy with what I'm seeing, even though I miss Henrik terribly. And he's he's playing uh, against us tonight. You know, a similar, a, in, in Jersey too, right? Yes. A similar thing happened to the Rangers. We traded this center named Derek Stepan, and we got back a defenseman who I'm really happy with. Uh, yeah, never really loved the, that trade. And I think uh, Greg would back me up on that. I'm being the most sarcastic possible. <laughs> he doesn't even play for us. <laughs> he doesn't even play. Oh, the fact that you got literally nothing back. We got yeah. literally nothing. We got a pile of dog shit. I don't, you got, I don't. You got Shattenkirk I, though, right? Yeah. That's what that trade is? Uh, not really. Yeah. I don't, I don't want. We tweeted there for a second. Look, I, everyone dislikes that trade for various reasons. And I feel like it's becoming a very, Ranger fan thing to just pile on that trade when there are so many other issues going That's on. That's me. Um, yeah, and you're also the fucking idiot who keeps saying bad things about Pavlik when he's been perfectly fine this I year. I still feel like perfectly he's, fine, Ryan. he's not good. <laughs> he's not. You have, nothing to, you have nothing to back that up with this year. I just have a gut feeling. Sometimes you just check the eye test. Okay, in the Dallas game, he was fucking insane. Yes, you're right. Wow, the cursing was, on my mouth today. He had 40 saves against the Penguins, and he won. Yeah, that's true. I mean, recently <laughs> he's been good. Here's an idea. Okay. Don't have your team give up 40 shots when your backup is in net. Oh, that Jeff. Unbelievable. Revolutionary take. hockey analyst. Uh, Don't worry. The Devils have a hard time with that, too. So Yeah, who... Uh, yeah, we, we played Keith Keith and Cade. Keith Cade. I, I miss Keithy. Uh, and by miss him, I mean, I just... Why don't you sign with us, Keith? <laughs> I know, you, I know I mean, you don't you listen. You never but... had the chance. <sighs> Unbelievable. Jeff, who has the worst defense? The Devils or the Rangers? And why is it uh, the Devils? It's... It's the Devils, um, I, I, but their their defensive problems don't really stem from like the defensive players making terrible decisions themselves. It's more the team just gets lazy and chases stupid pucks and leaves players wide open in front of the net, as you saw in the Rangers game. I don't know how many chances we just double teamed along the boards or left in the front of the net to go chase somebody else and left it wide open um, for you guys just right on front. And even the same thing in the overtime game. Uh, the other night, I showed, I sent you a picture about the terrible yeah. defense against Montreal. I, I watched your heartbreak in that gif. Oh, my God. It's it's three on three. You know, overtime is three on three. Is it? Probably best to not have all three of your players on the boards against one of the defending players. Because that means that the other two guys are wide open. Mm. And with nobody around them for plenty of ice. I don't know, Jeff. Seems like a legit strategy to me. It's it's. It, I don't even know what the best case scenario of that play is that you... <laughs> Now have the puck along the boards with nobody to pass it to. Wonderful. And I make zero sense. It, yeah, look, if if I had a chance to do anything on a hockey team, it would be play one on three and leave my two other guys open on the ice. Yeah. That's what I would do every time. I mean, maybe not in your defensive zone. No, that's uh, what I would, that's what I would but, do. But definitely time. in the offensive zone. Uh, Let's do has, a little oh, – go ahead, Greg. I was going to ask, has Nico Heischer been better than your expectations? Uh, yes. And he's only gotten better every game. The, the beginning of the season, it was like, all right, maybe he's playing above his abilities and, you know, he's getting really gassed after even like a few shifts in the game. He's like breathing really heavy on the bench. We're like, all right, maybe he's not really, you know, going to be a top line player for a long term. Maybe he can't handle the minutes. And he has just blossomed into somebody that I trust when he's out on the ice, you know, even if he makes a mistake now and then, um, I think he was one of the players that left the front of the net in, to get lead to, I think, the fast goal against you guys. And, um, you know, on the faceoff, he's gotten better every game. For a while there, they were putting Taylor Hall in over him um, to take the faceoffs. But now Nico's had more of a, a, a role in that. And he's just, you know, he's putting up points. You know, he's looking like one of the best players on the ice. He's, you know, playing with confidence, seeking out other players, and he's not afraid to go against anybody. Um, in the Kings game the other night, uh, when Hall got the knee-to-knee hit, uh, which he'll now be returning from tonight for the first time. Um, you know, him and Brat went right after him. 
uh, the guy that hit him. I can't remember which king it was. Um, but he, he's not afraid to stand up for his teammates. You know, he has a team first mentality. You know, everybody talks about his character and how he's always like, you know, I don't care if I score a goal. I only care if we win type of thing. Uh, maybe his stats will reflect that, but um, I'd rather them have W's than anything like that. And the kid's just been absolutely great uh, among like a amazing class of rookies that we have this year. Seems like every year we have an amazing class of rookies now. Uh, and I'm, I'm assuming that trend will continue. I, I'm just talking about the Devils rookies. I don't care about – There's. I don't think there's anybody else from his draft class in the NHL right now. Uh, yeah. Nolan Patrick's not hanging around? Uh, uh, he was injured maybe for a little bit. Um, I think Nolan Patrick's hanging around. But you're you're right. There, I, I'd be hard – Yamamoto, I think, saw some games with the Oilers too. It's it's the thing is I'm like – I'm talking about still I'm checking on this Patrick thing right Okay, now. sounds good. Uh, who's the team right now in the Metro that you would – would not want to play in the playoffs and that you would want to play? Uh, right now, I would say I don't want to play Columbus uh, because we probably played one of our worst games of the year um, against them. Mm-hmm. And it was a, in a back-to-back game, uh, you know, home and home, like two days apart. Um, no, it was like three days apart. But either way, uh, the Devils didn't really change anything between those games. And I think that Hines got out coached by Torts uh, quite a bit. Um, so I would be pretty afraid to see them over a seven-game stretch. And, you know, I think Torts would maybe be one step ahead of Hines for now. And I think uh, the players that they have, uh, Panarin had like five primary assists on five goals in that game, which was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, he's been ridiculous for them. What a trade um, What a trade that's worked out to be. It's terrible for the Blackhawks, and I absolutely love it. Uh, you think? <laughs> like they traded the, one of the rookie of the year, the rookie of the year like two years ago for a guy that used to be on the team. Great. Yeah, they're like, oh, we want we want to just try and recreate the old cup run with sod and now and sharp and none of them are really working out for him. It's absolutely uh, hilarious. You, if, over the last 27 games, how many goals do you think Patrick Sharp has? Zero. Uh, it's one. <laughs> <laughs> Close. Just, fant- just a fantastic trade for the Blackhawks. Way to go guys. What's uh, who do you think the weakest team in the Metro is? Well, who would you want to play right now? Um, uh, who would I want to play? I think the answer is the flyers, right? But, in the in the playoff picture, it's the Islanders. Right, the Islanders are completely beatable. The thing is, everyone's semi in the playoff picture, but I guess you would say the Islanders, yes. Yeah, I think the Islanders probably have the worst goaltending. Well, they have, um, they have two goaltenders, not and you have two goaltenders, you don't have one, right? Exactly. Uh, it's better than having three, like they tried last year, right? Um, I will say Bar- Barzal is the truth, though. That guy does something special every night. He's. I was been... really disappointed they sent down Hosang, though. They're fucking Hosang. I think there was like a you know a holiday thing with that you know ho 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 sang. Oh jeez, that work? Uh, I'm gonna ignore the fact that you said that. I honestly, I, I <laughs> happy, happy holidays, holidays happy holidays. Oh thank you. I don't know what night it is. I'm such a great Jew. It's probably four. Um, it's probably four, it right? It's four. Oh, is it? No, six? I think it's, I think it's like six. Let's okay. Let's guess oh, what six, night of Hanukkah. Last that's... Tuesday was the first night. Nights of Hanukkah. Hanukkah. Oh, it's seven. Oh, it's the seventh. Oh okay. Congratulations. No, I think it, I think it's the sixth. <laughs> All right. I, don't, I have no idea. This, this is, is ep- this is what's this the is name ep- of that, that website where it tells you how Jewish people are? Jew or not Jew? Jew or uh, not Jew? What's the Jew or not Jew on you right now? If you get this wrong, a, a two. Yeah. Um, this, welcome to an episode of Bad Jews with Greg Kaplan. Uh, no, but going back to Hosang, that guy has all the talent in the world, and I feel like the Islanders are finding a way to screw it up. There's no reason for him to be in Bridgeport anymore. No, at I some mean, point you just have to play him. Yeah, I, I, I the kid's electric when he's out Definitely. there, but Barzal is. Far exceeding him, and that top line is pretty scary. Definitely the sixth night, by the way, in case you're wondering. Oh, hey, so I was right. So yeah. I'm back up to like a 37. Nice, now. nice job on being a 37 Jude, Greg. Appreciate um, it. Yeah, Barzal, as good as he sure's been, I, I think Barzal's getting that Calder this year. I don't think it's much of a competition. Even. Is Keller still in the running? I don't. I haven't looked at his point totals. He's later. he's tailed off like everyone else on the poor Arizona Coyotes, but he's not scoring a goal a night, which is what he was doing earlier this year. Yeah. Well, the thing um, is, if, how motivated can you be on that team? Come on, guys. Clayton Keller's a beast. I, I don't think it takes much to motivate him. I just think teams now know Clayton Keller's a beast, and they're just double. They're they're making the Coyotes have someone else score, and it's working perfectly because they're not going to let – teams are no longer letting Clayton Keller be the guy that beats them. If the Coyotes are going to win a game, it has to be like Stepan or Duclair. Has Duclair been performing? I haven't been paying attention uh, to the Coyotes. I, I don't mean, think he's been what I have always hoped and dreamed he would be. But, I I mean, the, he's still young. He's been in the league. He's been around like four years, and I think he's only 23. It's true. 
I don't. I mean, I wish I could say I miss him a ton, but uh, our, I miss him a ton. Our forward depth is not really what the problem is right now. Not really our wing. We don't really have a wing problem. Got a center problem. Uh, for the record, guys, uh, Nolan Patrick no longer on the Flyers right now. Okay. Mm. Oh wait. Okay. Uh, We're waiting. Do, 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 I don't know. Do, 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 uh, he do. is. Okay. Welcome back. <laughs> Sorry about that. Welcome back, Nolan Patrick. Really nailed that one. Um, so you guys are going to the game together on Thursday. Is that correct for the Devils? That is correct. I uh, it's it's the it's the bet payoff. I I lost to Jeff last year in DraftKings, and I owe him a Rangers Devils game. So we are going on Thursday. I'm sure in Jersey. I should say. I'm sure that'll be an absolutely wonderful time where one of you will be absolutely miserable afterwards. I I think it'll be an awesome game. I've never been to the Rangers Devils game before, and I am so excited to do it. And I'm never miserable when I'm with Jeff. Oh, that's so nice. You guys are best friends. Let's talk about uh, SportsCenter and ESPN. <laughs> oh, you really uh, want to go into this? All right. Yeah, I kind of do, to be honest. Let's okay. go, let's peel back the court the curtain a little bit. Um, well, hold on. Now Jeff doesn't have uh, Facebook. Jeff, do you know that ESPN president John Skipper resigned today? I didn't. I didn't know that. Okay. okay. Um, we're gonna peel back the curtain a little bit. I uh, we've been trying to up our guest profile and that's why we brought jeff on today so we're trying to get big time guests in the future so we got jeff now that was a good get but i messaged greg the day that the butchergrass stuff came out like hey greg i think we should try and get butchergrass on and i hadn't heard the news yet um so that was a little embarrassing because greg was like uh buddy you should google i did uh then i then i sent greg a bunch of pictures of me with my shirt off which was nice and then after that uh all of a sudden the matthew berry scandal came out more scandals about espn came out and today skipper retired out of nowhere citing substance abuse after he signed a contract extension quote-unquote earlier this year are we about to see a lot more come out of ESPN because that's what it feels like uh I I don't know I I I don't know and that's the thing I don't know where you don't know where any of these things are going to come from next uh it's just a lot of people doing a lot of bad things that they shouldn't have been doing and now people are finally and kudos to the people brave enough to step uh, brave Brave may come off as the wrong word, but Brave, it yeah. takes courage to step up and tell people what the hell's been going on. And those people deserve a lot of credit for that. I, nobody knows where the next thing's coming next. Um, and unfair of us to point, it does feel like anytime someone steps down that it, it's going to eventually be it, a, some kind of sexual misconduct. It certainly feels that way. But if look, if we're gonna flame, if we're gonna flame ESPN, we have to flame your boy Bill Simmons, the president of the Bill Simmons Media Group, is on indefinite leave because at the nfl network he was doing things he shouldn't have been doing yep i mean we have to flame everybody that's the whole that's 2017 right anybody who's done anything gets flamed forever uh and let me ask you this like which sports personalities like would devastate you the most to find out dude everyone i have ever liked this year has come out as being uh, as sexual allegations against them so i'm right, but like if sam rosen like if oh there were allegations against him, would you be like oh my god Jim. oh i'm devastated like, yes how could i not be um I, like what are your rankings on that i don't know the, so my whole thing is the one i fear about every day because i i think there's a chance just based on his track record uh i go to bed every night worrying that something's going to come out about keith hernandez Oh, oh, that's a good one. That's yeah. That's it, tough. He's. I mean, think think about this. If Keith made the comments he made on a Mets broadcast in San Diego ten years ago, when he saw a woman in the Padres dugout and said, "What's she doing in the dugout? She needs to get back in the kitchen." Mm, nice Keith, job, Keith would be ex- like exiled yep. from SNY. Absolutely. So it worries me that something with Keith is going to come up because I. It would be hard. It would be heartbreaking. Met broadcasts are exponentially better every time Keith Hernandez is on them. I, Sam Rose is up there for me. Uh, I think that well, I, Sam or Sam or uh, Micheletti higher for you. No, Micheletti's higher for me. Yeah. I I need Micheletti to balance out some of the things Rosen says. I uh, if Micheletti if it comes out against Micheletti, I. I'm not feeling great about a lot of things, and I think the Ranger broadcast would be less entertaining. I immediately would this if Sam Rosa came out, I would just stay in bed for three days. I would just call out of work. <laughs> I would be like, fuck this, fuck this world. I hate 2017. Everyone I've ever liked has something against them and it's killing me. So I mean, uh, one of my favorite singers got it. My favorite streamer just had like uh, uh he came out and on his stream was like crying and he's like, I cheated on my wife and I won't be streaming anymore. And I was like, What? This is like my favorite dude. I watch him all the time. And then I was like, I, I just 2017 has been a constant uh, b- bombardment of, hey, you used to like this person? Here's a great reason not to like them. 
Uh, Gus Johnson would hurt me, even though recent Gus Johnson hasn't been as good as prime Gus Johnson. But it would just it would taint the memories I have of Gus Johnson being awesome, and I don't want that to happen. Yeah, I don't want to ever not be able to watch. My name is Al Harrington, and I get buckets. Or or any Stokely. Stokely is my favorite anything in sports broadcasting. <laughs> just fantastic. Ah! <laughs> oh my God, Stokely! Just un- un- incredible. I, I, that's another weird sports moment where I remember exactly where I was as that play happened, and I needed to find someone to hug immediately. Not because I gave a shit about the Bengals winning that game, just because or the Broncos. It was just such electricity from Gus Johnson that I, I needed someone to embrace at that exact time. Al Michaels would kill me. That would be yeah. pretty bad. That that'd be hard. To be honest, Bill yeah, Simmons would Michaels be rough. Bill Simmons would murder me. I would. Simmons would kill me. Simmons would probably Sim- be the only one that I care about. Simmons, I I, I know I said I'd stay in bed for three days for Sam Rosen. Don't call me for a month if Simmons is something. Something's wrong with Simmons. I will freak the fuck out. I've been listening to that guy like every week for ten years. It, I, it would be Grantland going away, but forever. Yeah, I yeah. would be like, what? I, oh man, I can't even picture that. That's like the last yeah. guy this year that hasn't come out, and I really hope he stays pure. Simmons Simmons would hurt. I really think I I'd, I'd be catatonic if any of the three Met, Met broadcasters went down. Gary Cohen, Keith Hernandez, or Ron Darling. Yeah, I feel I'd, like I'd, Simmons, quit, I'd quit podcasting because I'm I I would just give up on life. Yeah, I feel like with Simmons though, like the like having listened to him for so long, like I feel like I have a a decent grasp on his persona and how he feels about these kinds of situations and i just it would be such a shock if something ever came out about him yeah he's just also the way just he like, talks about the topics and i think he's just a nerd like I, I i don't think when i think of bill simmons i don't think of someone that spits game yeah like, i, I don't think, simmons think about like that. who these people are these are people who like are executives in power like use that to you know leverage like things with their employees but he's always been kind of the other guy he's never been the guy like now with the ringer and you know sort of with grantland he's been the head honcho but for the most part he's always been one of the lower the lower level people yeah um, so i don't really think he would have had opportunities never, like the barry thing that came out was really weird um but i i guess i could see why barry would do something like that nope. the, barry, the weird thing is the barry thing's been out for a while and it's just it the boston globe expo is the reason why it's back in the limelight but it wasn't news that that um strip club trip as a business outing. I think we've known about that for a while. I just think it, it getting brought up in this atmosphere really highlights everything. And I, I will say this. Look, I'm not, I'm not here to say anyone is uh, guilty of what has been accused against them. But the way ESPN has come out in defense of a guy like John Butchergrass is at least strange. Yeah, releasing there's, the there's text so messages is weird. in his corner that it let, – let me put it this way. The way ESPN has been in Bouchergrass's corner, I hope he didn't do anything because that's going to be a terrible look for everybody if it comes out that something nefarious happened. It seems like Bouchergrass's deal was he was obviously wrong uh, and he was hitting on girls at work. It didn't work. And he was trying to be funny slash really weird slash almost kind of creepy about it. And that was that was his whole deal. The Bouchergrass vibe I get is I think he, he comes off as like maybe a, a little bit of – the dad that's maybe just trying to be too cool. Yeah. Like maybe if he, if he ratches it back a little bit, he's the dad that wants to be your friend, not your dad. I've always liked Butcher Gross too. And I literally said we should get him on the podcast. And now it's like, well, okay. It, it, it couldn't have been more curiously timed by you. Let me put it that way. Yeah. You know, I was like, is, is this one of your weird jokes? No, it wasn't I'm, a weird joke. I I'm literally woke up. I was like, ooh, Butchergrass would be a good guest because we were trying to line up guests for the next couple weeks. And then uh, you were like, dude, are you serious? I was like, yeah, why? What's wrong? <laughs> why? I don't get it. Google, Google Butchergrass Boston Globe. And and then I just, then to I just took my shirt off and sent everyone pictures. That was it. Uh, um, oh, let, let's, let, let's, let's get a little happier. Jeff, you teased something to me that I have not informed Ryan about today. Ooh. You said you have a good new nonsense question. Ooh. Yes, it's not it's not an original of mine. It is from one of my favorite podcasts, KFC Radio from Barstool. Oh, which, yep. Feel whatever you feel about Barstool, but I absolutely love that that show. I think it's the most honest and funniest show um, out there right now. Um, but they do get like people calling in with like these type of nonsense questions all the time, and this yeah, is like I've one of my absolute 
of absolute favorite. So you might, you probably heard this one already. I, I haven't listened in a while. It was really weird when they like let Asa Akira off and they didn't really talk about it, and then they kind of had to refine themselves. Anyway, well, oh, I think now. it's so much better since she left. But okay. that's just that's just a dynamic thing. If you're looking for Asa Akira's opinion on stuff, then you probably listen. I have I have a lot of opinions on Asa Akira, but we'll get that another day. Okay. Um. So it's it's uh. So you you meet a girl. Okay. And you find out from her. That she's had. Oh, this is time for uh, Grandpa to turn off the podcast. By the way. Okay, Grandpa. See you later. We yeah. were cursing a lot before this. Yeah. Sorry. It, it, fuck, it, fuck, at shit, this point, shit, fuck shit. At fuck, this fuck, point, fuck. at this. What was the last one? At this point, it's on Grandpa <laughs> for people listening. Oops. Okay, so uh, you meet this girl. You find out that she's had um, fifty inches of dick. Okay. <laughs> now, how? All right. How would you divvy that up? Would you want? 10 5-inch penises, oh, this is five a good 10 inch penises, any combination of size that you want, and number of guys. One singular 50-inch dick. So, so she, slept with, <laughs> she, she slept with Pokey. I yeah, got it. she no slept with our friend Alex Hurd. Oh. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh 10 fivers because I don't I, I no longer think 10 is a large number. I really I'm with Greg on this. I'm like, that's okay. I'm all about empowerment, baby. Get out there. I'm 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 fine with that. So, but why why not go? You know, uh, whatever the like, thing we like, like twelve tw- like like twenty two and a halfers. Like how, yeah. she's never 12, had twelve any... four and a quarters. I I seem really good at this point. <laughs> like what is the... <laughs> I'm uh let let me just I will say this. I think um I feel comfortable if a girl I am with has been with five that I I can I I can do Pers- better than that. personal time with Greg. Yeah, I'm just like <laughs> so. You're okay with five tens. I'm a, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm worried I'm worried about five, five tens because that's that's a lot of hype to live. But up. also, these are these are the only five guys that she knows. Yeah, like that's it. She only knows ten inch dick. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to be uh, five and a half men basically in that case. Then yeah, I'm uh I'm cool with anything. You know what, ladies, do you? That's really where I'm at. <laughs> Ryan wants 51 inches. 51? <laughs> yeah. If you're, not, if you're not doing 51, we're not hanging out. That's it. That's the way I look at it. Uh, yeah, that's that's a bad question for me. I, yeah, I, Ryan, Ryan, don't, Ryan don't care. I don't I think care. it just makes you think. You know? I couldn't care less. They'd be like, they could tell me anything. I'm like, yeah, cool. <laughs> I would say I don't care. My, my, my I, final I'm not surprised by your reaction to this yeah, at all, Ryan. Yeah, by the way. I don't care. My, my, final react, my final say is... Uh, any number of guys in the five or five inch or lower category, I'm I'm feeling fine. Congratulations! <laughs> okay, uh, Duly noted. I, I literally <laughs> couldn't care less. Uh, uh, who would win in a fight, a bear or gorilla? Oh, uh, I saw this the other day. I would probably go gorilla. Everyone's going gorilla. I feel like I'm the only one on bear side. Yeah, I think I, I think it's a gorilla. And again, I, I feel don't like even don't even get me started on fucking pandas. They're so fucking. They useless. are pretty useless. Okay. Oh, they're, they're the dumbest animals. But it's can like is it is it allowed for the gorilla to like pick up something and hit the bear with it? Uh, no, it's like an empty arena. Okay, I still take the gorilla. Okay, um, gorilla's more gorilla's definitely more agile. I, I if you get a bear from the side, what's I, I think? Like, I, did we do like a tail of the tape with this? Is one particularly like heavier or stronger than the other? We're just well, doing I think like you have uh, to get you have to get like the most aggressive bear against the most aggressive gorilla. Well, so, like, polar bear would just destroy. It wouldn't even be a co- a, a no, I, like, I would I would say like a grizzly versus a silverback. That's fine. Yeah, that's good. Or maybe like a br- uh, brown bear or black bear. I think black bear is the way to go. I mean, that's I, know, I, might, I might be leaning towards bear now because I'm I'm starting to think that you know gorillas don't have claws or particularly sharp teeth. They, yeah, but they got they got fucking they're, just they're jacked forearms for days. <laughs> yeah, but you just take one swipe and you, with the bear claw, and you cut that that gorilla open like. I will. I will but, also by say, the way, like a bear, a bear doesn't have agility. Like a bear is coming straight at you. Gorilla moves out of the way and just clubs him over the head like a donkey punch. I think the I think the gorilla is in. Uh, we're in the gorilla's cage now. I do want to make a uh, make a note for a minute that we just talked about sexual allegations for ten minutes, and then we talked about, hey, what about a girl who takes ten five inch dicks? <laughs> like immediately after, Bush just break away everyone. Um, yeah, we have we have no right to really judge it again. I, I'm not judging anyone. You, I'm not. You do whatever you want to do. I'm just saying. That was my take like, immediately. Like, listen, yeah, I don't care. I don't really care at all. If any, I, I, let me put it this way. I would hope someone would tell if us. Anything, if ever, be... like, besides the grandpa, tell us if you're offended by anything we talk about. Uh, that'd, be, that'd be great. Definitely, that's definitely happened. 
Uh, but you know, it's been okay. Um, we get away with it for some reason. That's a, that is an interesting question. I they do a lot of like weird hypotheticals on that show. Um, on yeah. KFC, some some of the ones where like people call in and try to be super funny or kind of awkward. It's too much, right? But, but there's there's been a few good ones. It's too much. And I think that that question will help us get really high profile guests, as we were talking about. You know, I think so. Yeah, I think it's gonna it, it, compel us. I mean, if they're not already too intimidated by me being a guest, oh, yeah. Well, you gotta follow like, Jeffy. I really don't fit in here. Yeah. Like, oh, Jeffy. Speaking of Jeff, speaking of you being a guest, we haven't talked about this yet. You've uh, you've become a podcast child yourself. Yeah, but it, it's it's been a real rough go. Um, I had some SoundCloud issues the other day. It only uploaded four minutes of the show, mm. and it's just been tough to get scheduling on on board with both of us and be consistent with it but if there's anything I, we are we're consistent that's the one that's the that's one thing we do one of the things that makes you guys great is like every tuesday or monday night if i'm up late enough i'm listening to you guys and i really do look forward to it. i think you guys are crushing it by the way thank you i think i, I don't want to humble brag or anything but i think the only thing we are is consistent if nothing else bad takes i I will say, Ryan, you have blossomed into an excellent host. You know what? Like, I started out really shitty, so it wasn't the the line chart like pretty. It's easy to go up from where I was. So thank you, though. I appreciate it. But like the transition thing, I think that's awesome. Like your energy and just the way you like ad lib and stuff. You're really just just you know. just working on it. And I, I have to say, and I'm going to blow Greg a little bit. Um, okay. I, I couldn't do without him. Oh, Greg! Greg! I mean, Greg has always been great on radio yeah oh i mean that's kind of his pedigree and it really stuff, is but... have you seen my face <laughs> it's a face for but radio i felt so also... shitty we went on the Knicks tape last week both those guys you mean you guys There's, you're the same people yeah okay yeah that's true we are images of you oh uh, we were we went on Greg's there t-shirt idea for that spider-man meme we, is we, we gotta perfect. do it we went on their their podcast they came on ours they're like way more attractive than us. Like not even close. Oh yeah. Like, oh my god. Both guys are crazy good looking, and we're like, oh shit. So Jeff, uh, you're you're still a challenge fan, right? You watch a little bit of the challenge. I do. I've, I've never not watched in like two years. Oh, okay. Do you know who Corey is though? Yes. Okay. Kyle looks exactly From like explosion. Corey. Uh, or skeleton. Sorry. Yeah, he looks exactly like Corey. Oh, uh, we should also say Mazel Tov to Corey. He just had a baby with a castmate. Oh, hey. Good Fantastic. I love that show. You guys need to get back on it. Why? I need to get back on it. I can't do it. Is Tony still popping out kids with Oh, my God. Thing? So many. Um, the last season he was on, he fucked things up with his second almost wife because he got drunk and hooked up with Camilla. Love it. All right. I don't know shit about the challenge. Uh, I think we're going to get out of here, uh, unfortunately. Jeff, I, I uh, okay. Let's end with this, Jeff. Are the Devils making the playoffs this year? I'm going to say yes. Okay. That's going to be a no for me, Chet. And then uh, I, let's talk about it really quickly. So you guys will do the, be at the game on Thursday. Maybe, Greg, you do a little bit of Instagram live afterwards. Like, like two minutes? Uh, two yeah, minutes? Yeah, sure. Two, yeah, like, like like three minutes. Just like three minute takes of, of the game at the arena. Maybe. Who knows? If, if Jeff's in a good place, maybe we'll do it during intermission. Okay. And then I'm going to be at the game on Saturday at the Leafs games, courtesy of one of our original sick listeners, Di- listeners, Diana, who might have hung up by now because of the 10-inch dick question. And then uh, I'm going with Drew, who writes for our website, bushwitchbreakaway.com. Drew always fucking kills it, nonstop. And then uh, I'll do an Instagram Live there. How about that? How about that? I'm still bummed. I One of the teams I've been dying to see are the Maple Leafs. You asked me to go. I wanted to go, but it just – it looks so bad for – the Jew in the office to call in sick on Christmas Eve. Yeah, you can't. Like, that's not fair. No, it's not there, fair. There are people who need to spend the holidays with their families, and I'm not going to be the guy who calls in sick on the biggest Christian holiday of the it's, year. It's, it's not, the right thing to that's do. That's not going to be – it's not going to be me, dog. It's the right thing to do. Reminder, guys, uh, thanks, Jeff, for coming on. By the way, are you going to plug anything? Uh, Devil's Advocates podcast. You can search for it on iTunes. It'll be there. Just hit the uh, who, Just... who, who, uh, who brainchild that name again? Uh, you were one of the suggestions. I already had it, though. Like, I thought of every pun that came with Devils. It's not like you're original by coming up with Devils Advocate. Oh, nice job. No, it was, it was definitely me. Okay. I came up with that entire saying. It um, was never even, even in a literary device before I came up with it. Follow us on Instagram. Yeah, you, you invented the term. Okay. Follow us on Instagram yep. at Bushwitch Breakaway. Uh, please, uh, we have, we're five away, guys. I said at the beginning oh, of the show. Now. We're five away. 64 right now. Reviews on iTunes. Five stars. I'm going to be honest, 60 of them are five stars, four of them are four. What the fuck? Uh, and then, uh, there's, we're five away, though, from reviews. We want to hit 69 this week. You guys can do it. Follow us on Twitter at Blue Break, Instagram, Blue Breakaway for the live streams this week. Go to our website, BlueShirtsBreakaway.com. A lot of cool pieces coming out there. Drew's always killing it. Sean Taggart, who joined the team this week, also killing it. Uh, and 
Look out for our meetup. Don't, February yep, don't, 15th. February 15th at Beer, Beer Authority. Authority in Midtown. Uh, it, and if you're worried about getting squeezed out, do not worry about it. If we go over 50 people, first of all, I would love to go over 50 Hell people. Yeah. Um, they if can accommodate so many people. They have a rooftop that is covered and heated. So we can we can go as many as we want. You don't have to put any money down. It's you free. don't have to reserve a table. It's literally you you could show up and hang out with us and not spend a dime. I don't I'm sure Beer yeah. Authority doesn't want to hear me say that. Nope. But if you don't want to drink that night, you just want to do water, do it. We're not you won't spend a dime. Just you can come just watch out. a hockey game with Ryan and I. Yep. We'll be around. And seriously, bug us. We love meeting people. Jeff, you coming? I'll be there. All right. Hot. There you go. All right. Don't uh, even go go watch a Rangers Islanders game and talk to a Devils fan the entire time. Yeah, exactly. All right, we're out of here. We'll see you guys next week. Sorry if we offended you with the dick question. Not really. Bye. Bye. <laughs>